Good evening on this October, October, okay, August 31st, 2018. Praise the Lord. Got me in a little, took the folks, uh, elderly folks, and a little hiatus. Vacation <coughs> of the main, ride safely, interesting ride. Still got a few weaknesses uh, when we drive. Wasn't well, quite road rage, but it's uh, kind of get you. Well, it it's close to condemning people, but it's praying for people, seeing if they can not instead of just praying for them. <laughs> other drivers testing my faith coming up uh, on the road, just drivers that uh, get me going. So praise the Lord, though, we, for His forgiveness when we sin against God, we have an advocate that's Jesus Christ to forgive against Him. Kind of take some time and go over some of my uh, past uh, insights, uh, unctions the Lord gave me by the Holy Spirit. This one goes back to March 12th, 2017. It's on double-mindedness. This was liable to convict some people here. So I'll just give you a little short here. I'll try try and keep it around 15, 20 minutes or less. I was pondering, meditating on the Lord about some stuff. He laid upon my heart up. James 1.8. Uh, let me read the verse first, then I will read it in context. It's being double-minded, <clears throat> being a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. But the context, you got to go back to verse 5. Uh, through 8. It's But if any of him lacks wisdom... Let him ask of God who gives to all generously and without reproach, <coughs> excuse me, and it will be given to him. But he must ask in faith without any doubting, for the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord, being a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Actually, let me read verse 9, too. It's kind of a little prompted here. But, in, but the brother in humble circumstances is to glory in his high position. See, we are in a high position in Christ Jesus. That don't mean we're, you know, we all have a lot of money. We all have this. You know, we're actually richer in Christ than anyone, even the wealthiest man in the world, uh, is um, from where we stand in Jesus. Kind of couple verses out there I'm going to read when we look at double mindedness by the way I'm using the NASB for this one it's, but, um, the Thayer definition for double mindedness is uh, the Greek uh, on G 1374 for anybody that has a Strong's it says double minded there's two sets of definitions wavering, uncertain and doubting remember Thomas uh <coughs> Didymus, one of the twelve, original twelve of Jesus' apostles, um, he doubted. He needed to see it. John twenty twenty five. If you go ahead and take a look at it and read it. I'm not going to read it for you. I encourage you to always seek God for yourself. And the other one is divided in interest. That's similar to 1 Kings 18.21. If you remember when Elijah, during the short time Elijah was there, um, I mean, short ministry, short ministry he had compared to maybe some of the others. Um, you end up telling people on the day that uh, 
God put upon his heart when he went got all the people of Israel together and he says, Hey, make up your mind who you're gonna worship. You're gonna worship if you believe God is uh God, then worship him. If if it's Baal, then worship Baal. You know, the they're fence sitters and we have a lot of those especially in America you know they don't want to make up their mind yet they figure they can wait they figure just like someone else that has sold religion but guess what folks you wait too long and you can end up in hell for that one um but so many other verses was remember another biblical example of the double mind is this go back to Matthew seven twenty one twenty three. that's when he says on that day, some people are going to say, Lord, Lord, and the Lord's just going to say, Who are you? I didn't know you at all. Can you imagine thinking you're saved, getting all the way into heaven, and not knowing him intimately? Whoever does the will of my Father is what uh, Jesus says. Uh, and we know the God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. Well, it's one God and three distinct uh, persons, uh, characters. God, of course, never had a human flesh. Uh, the Holy Spirit never had a human flesh, but Jesus was the one of the human flesh. So it was like a different representation of it. Um, but yeah, the the people he's referring to in the Matthew verse uh, are those that thought they were right with God, thought they knew Him, thought they were following Him, but come to find out they didn't. The will of the Father is to know God through Jesus Christ, is to worship His Son, to uh, bow down to Him, to uh, Listen to him. Then listen to the Lord Jesus. That's the will of the Father. That's eternal life is to know him. You know, eternal life is not, you know, saying a little stupid, unbiblical prayer. Uh, said, hey, say this prayer and you're safe. No, that's that's not even a scripture. I don't even know. You know, I've never really researched to find out how it came up. But it's not even a scripture. You can't suggest a prayer of the Holy Spirit's. You know, God's the only one who can save somebody. If he puts it on somebody's heart then the word the prayer is going to come out uh, and it will be before people obviously it could be in church or it may not be a church in a church building so god can save anybody anywhere um take a look at some of the other verses here some very dangerous worldly examples that i had were uh, who else out there has had a boss or a supervisor they may say one one instructions or order one day, and then maybe a short time later, or it may even be the next day, or it may not be for a year down the road. That says, I never said that. That's why sometimes we nowadays we have to have a secret recording and work. <laughs> so, depending on where you work, you may not be able to have a recording. Obviously, like in the circumstance when I'm in, but I've actually had a. Uh, client do that to me for short term I was a contractor wouldn't put me in a payroll zone but treated me like a payroll uh, yes the IRS and the states don't like that so but uh, it can be worded on that one luckily I have uh, had other clients another client so but that's just one example double minded the Pharisees are very much double minded they, 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 they thought they were touching God's word um, but they were teaching it according to what they thought, and they weren't right with God. Remember the Pharisees, how many times Jesus rebuked them. Now, he can rebuke them. You know, God will use us, part of the church, not a church, the church, 
to go, whether it's some to correct somebody if necessary. And we edify every, we want to edify every all believers. But there are sometimes God will send us if you know some people don't think that when we praying that uh, we just praying that uh, our words get responded to, or we just say okay we pray we done our part. No, that's not prayer. That's double mindedness. Uh, I know you know I think a major double mindedness when I've studied is. Um, asking God to cleanse you and save you, but you got another agenda for or for seeing Him. Uh, the biggest one, of course, is asking God to save you, but you really just want Him to get you out of trouble and bless you financially. You know, are you going to seek God? That is a tough one because we all have needs somewhere down the line. Now, some rich people want more money. They think they can do more with it. They do more for God. I says, nah. They're thinking it for themselves. They're saying, well, you know, you know, their hidden agenda that God sees, we don't. And we can never see. You know, we can spot check by knowing somebody if we're around them quite a bit. But the odds of us being accurate, you know, only God can reveal that to us um, is if you have so much, if you have enough and that's a, that meets your needs daily if you think you want more so well you can make sure you retire comfortable first of all retirement fully is not in the bible we're just changing careers so to speak God say okay I'll take you out of this job but you gotta go do this job and maybe caretaking for parents or maybe whatever you know, same way our parents sacrifice for us we need to sacrifice for them a little bit uh, as long as it doesn't cast on our soul. Uh, yeah, I, every single one of us, anybody that says they've never had a, gone to God in prayer and didn't have a little bit of double mindedness, it's, I, I believe they're lying. You know, cause, you know, none of us are perfected yet. Sanctification is what's perfecting us. I don't believe there's any, any Christian alive right now. I mean, I don't know everybody, obviously. There's not as many people think. But I think we've all had moments. We'll go in there. But if, you know, if we're truly seeking God, if we're truly praying, God can just squash everything except for seeking Him. And then our voice will go silent and His will go live. So, some little points. And like I said, um, how are you doubting right now? What are you doubting? Um, are you saying, for those of you that are married, are you saying, you know, Lord, will you take care of my wife or will you take care of my husband? I'll tell you, do this. You know, give him more money out there so we can get we can get this house down the street. Uh, that could be double-minded. You're not seeking God. You're not saying, you don't need that house. That house is fine, what you got. Or that apartment's fine. Or that mobile home's fine. Whatever he wants to give you. If you're both called to be an evangelist or a, or a missionary, you know, similar, um, you may not need a house. You may want to, you may want you all to travel and not be tied down. Um, I think a big sign of doubt mind is just, just coming to mind right now. So I'm just going to go ahead and lay it out there is home ownership. With debt, if God wants to give us a house, He's not going to do it with debt. There's nothing in Scripture that says otherwise, because God says, "Oh no, man, nothing." He says to lend, but the, when we actually study the word, it says to lend. In other words, we would think that means to be a uh, 
to be like a loner. But it says lend, expecting. And lend to those that can't pay you back, expecting not repayment. And if they do pay you back, do not charge them interest. We are, we as Christians, and just like Jews in the Old Testament, Jewish of Israel was never allowed to charge interest. Some, if, if you help somebody a thousand dollars and they want to pay you back, make it a thousand, not more. You know, but basically don't, don't give, don't invite somebody to dinner that can invite you to dinner. That's also in scripture. That's another example of that. But it's just like, that reminds us, you know, you, you helping somebody out to get something in return from God or from them. That's double-mindedness. What's your motivation for serving? Are you just trying to serve yourself ultimately to get something back? That's no check. So, again, so just, again, if you look at double-mindedness, it's interesting that one of those theory definitions, wavering, uncertain, doubting, and we're able to use the example with Thomas. When it talks about wavering, that's verse number six, driven and no, uh, doubt is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Who's ever been? Matter of fact, I'm up to the ocean now. I'm not right out of the ocean. I got like probably a 10 minute drive, 5 minute drive uh, in the morning if it doesn't rain. Um, <coughs> but uh, yeah, the ocean's never completely calm. You know, ships are out there, and uh, whoever's been on a ship or a boat. It will rock. It's not going to be a smooth ride. Well, if it's a big enough cruise ship, you won't know it. Usually, unless it's a hurricane <laughs> or something major. You may not. You may just feel a little bit. It may just be a slight one if you're in a big enough ship. But if you're in a boat fishing or something like that, or even just kind of enjoying the sights or relaxing if it's a friend's or whatever, you just, hey, let's go out charter boat or whatever. Just look around. Take some pictures, whatever. Uh... For me, if you pray, I don't see no sharks, but that's me. Uh, <laughs> that's the way a lot of our Christian life can be sometimes. If we take our eyes off the Lord Jesus, sometimes we will wave the ships. Will they, you know, Paul, how many shipwrecks was Paul involved? Never really counted them, but it was quite a number of them. All the way through Acts, just go ahead and just count the number of shipwrecks. And even ship, Hebrews talks about a shipwreck. We can shipwreck our faith uh, when we get tossed about. Uh, how many times were the disciples uh, were on the Sea of Galilee or one of the other ships? I think that was the main one, actually, Galilee. Uh, when they were caught in a storm. And these were seasoned fishermen. Well, a lot of them were seasoned fishermen. Um, so they, at the time, knew how to handle storms. But God can raise up a storm where only He can get us through it. Uh, and He does. Anybody says God never raises up a storm, that's how our faith grows. That's, uh, that's how our trust in Him grows. That's how, that's part of sanctification. So if you've never been through a storm, if you've never been, you know, been through some rough times, I don't see nobody's heart, and just like you can't see nobody's heart, but you may want to ask God to search you, search your heart, do a Psalm 139, because you actually may not be a Christian, because no genuine Christian's life doesn't have, now sometimes God brings us up to get our attention, sometimes it brings us into the faith too, out there, but God does know how to get our attention, and he will shake us about to make sure we are not allowed to have anything get attached to us down here this is not our home 
attachment and our home is in heaven we're waiting for the Lord whether physical death or the rapture whichever should come first so let's go ahead and pray oh Father God I praise you Lord I thank you Lord Lord thank you for the words that you gave James to get to so that we could read it and study it for ourselves Lord help us never to doubt when we come to you help us to seek you above all else help us to just we may come to you with asking and you don't mind that because you are our father um, forgive those Father God that call you any other name any papa or anything like that because that's, not, that's an insult to you you are still God you maybe never bring you bring you down to us rather maybe let you draw us near to you closer to you maybe each grow in, the, in your grace and in the tender mercies with each new day and night Father God I thank you for the rest that you give us tonight I praise you Lord that you will continue to shake us up that you will continue to shake our faith so that nothing of this world can cling to us at all help us in Jesus name Amen love you all